Hi everybody, this is your friend Anthony Burroughs for Life and Finances with Sacrifice and Service. Now today, I'm taking a different approach to the podcast. Normally, you know, I just normally do everything by myself. But today, as my first guest, I have my son, Lee Anthony Burroughs, who is a Seventh-day Adventist pastor serving in North Andrus District. Today, the topic for us that we're going to explore is millennials and their money. Now, the reason for selecting this topic is that we know that to be a millennial, you, you have to be born between 1981 and 1996. So on the low end, you'll be 24 years old. On the high end, you'll be 39 years old. And the thing is, 50% of our population on the last household survey, which was 2013, I think it was, 50% of the population is under the age of 29. And the average age in the population is 32 years old. So both of those ages fall into the millennial group. And so now, before we go any further, I'm gonna ask, um, I'm gonna ask Pastor Burroughs. So I, should, I, I normally call him Lee, so I'll refer to him as Lee in this instance. Uh, just give me a, a brief introduction of yourself and then we'll get going. Well, okay. Um, I don't know what I should call you, but <laughs> the introduction of myself is as you say, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist pastor. I am 31. I still fall into the millennial category. I just am a person who very interested in finances. Love to talk about it. Love to about it. Listen to as much podcasts, especially your podcast mm-hmm. uh, about money and saving. And uh, I've read countless books, most of them that you have uh, put me on. But I've read countless books about finances and biblical wealth, mm-hmm. and it's just something that I enjoy. And I think that more people, especially millennials. I need to know and talk about. Okay, okay, well, that's wonderful. Now, part of the thing with me and going into this, over the several months since I started doing the podcast, one of the things that I observed about us as Bahamians, and this is all generations now, you find that Bahamians will have worked for years, and it turns out that 90% of Bahamians still don't have a thousand dollars saved in a bank account anywhere after years of working we are rampant with the consumer mentality and when i say consumer us purchasing products will last what five years maximum tv car all these sorts of stuff and then we like to do massive borrowing now when you think about it Poverty is kind of, well, I should, it's, it's starting to become more rampant in our country, especially with the onset of the pandemic. Now, what do you th- would you say are some things and steps that we should take to avoid poverty? Okay. Um, for me, I like to look at a 
a three slash four step program that will guarantee you not to be in poverty. Mm. Uh, this is a study done Pat Skin and Saw Hill and it's based off the it's based off of the US Census Bureau. And it shows that we follow uh, three or I like to think of it as four things. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say three, some say four. If you follow these things, you won't be in poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing, first thing is if you graduate high school, graduate high school or college is the first step. So that's the first thing. And then you wait at least until you are uh, 21 mm-hmm. to get married. So you wait to get married, and after you marry, after 21, you have a child, and ah. you get a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So if you do those things, especially in the order of graduating high school mm-hmm. and college, getting a job, mm-hmm. getting married, mm-hmm. and then having your child, if you follow those things in that exact order, mm-hmm. you are 98. You have a 98% chance of not being in poverty. I a see. 98% chance. So you say. For those people mm-hmm. who. Uh, so for those people who do not follow that, mm-hmm. follow one or two. Even if you follow one or two you have a 33% chance. If you follow all four, it's a 98%. But if you do one or two, it's a 73% chance. That you'll be in poverty or wouldn't be? That you wouldn't be in poverty. I got you. I got you. Now, one of the things talking about finishing high school, I look at some odd data from the same household surveys that was done in the Bahamas. You know, I think they do them every five years or something like that. And looking at some at some data, they had the amount of persons dropping out of high school percentage-wise, now dropping out of high school, and it shocked me to see that it was this high. For boys, 14.9% of boys don't finish high school. And for girls, 13% of girls. Now, I know when I was in high school, and I graduated high school in 1978, that's a long time ago, right? And the thing is, I remember there was this, all my years, me and this young man, we came up together from primary school straight on up to grade 12. And he dropped out in grade 11. And he just, one Friday went home and never came back to school. I ran into him about 20 years later, and apparently he just got out of jail. So... That um, finishing high school has some has some serious ramification, and of course he was struggling in terms of with um with finances and, and 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 his life and all that. Then the next thing I look at when they look at high school was that um for people who actually graduate and finish high school, they had like 53.8 percent of boys would finish, and 51 percent of girls would finish. Well, I guess girls probably get pregnant, all kinds of stuff happen. And cause them to um to um follow, but why are these three particular or like you say three plus one particular things are are so important in order to avoid poverty? 
Well, we know that uh, the more educated you are, the higher chance of getting a good job. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And then one of the greatest ways that you can improve your your um, income, mm-hmm. one of the greatest ways that you can improve your income is getting married because you double your income. Mm. And then having... So, 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 so loving and under do it, just look at doubling that income. Uh, I mean, of course, the <laughs> do with it. I, uh, uh, I got married when I was uh, 31. Right. Well, so you, I, well I, I failed to let the folks know that you just got married in June 8. Right, in June. Right. But um, I, have no, I have no children. And graduated high school and college mm-hmm. uh, from a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I did all of those things the correct order, mm-hmm. and I'm definitely not in poverty. Um, not as good as you, of course. But <laughs> I'm lucky to have oh, me. I got to laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, and hopefully, I'll have my child uh, in a later. Well, I'm hoping you have at least have at least three or four, but we don't have to go into that. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, but mm-hmm. I'm having a child, you know, children mm-hmm. cost money. So being stable, yes, they do. I think the cost of of um, a child in the Bahamas is about twelve thousand now a year. Mm-hmm. So that cost is so high that. Um, well, one thing, one advantage, well, uh, one advantage I would say with having a child in the Bahamas now is at least if you so desire, you can go to college, um, University of the Bahamas, completely and totally free. So, but then you being a pastor, I'm sure your child could go to a Northern Caribbean university, probably free, eh? Heavily subsidized. Heavily subsidized. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think also for being in the Bahamas, getting free education is big, and that's something that we will see a, a greater effect unless we have brain drain. But mm-hmm. I think that the Bahamas will see that pay dividends uh, down the road. Down the road, eh? Okay. Uh, uh, educated uh, workforce. That will help tremendously, and the pandemic showed that. I think COB to um, University of the Bahamas, you mean? Yeah, University of Bahamas. I apologize. Uh, went up tremendously, so yeah. we should see some um, great improvement. Mm-hmm. Unless of course, those people leave them. Yes. So tell me something. Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. What What's your position on? Carrying debt, having debt, being in debt. I believe under no circumstance, under no circumstance, should a person carry debt. Mm. Under no circumstance. So what about, so what about... Except for mortgage. Okay, I was just going to ask you that. Pardon? Look at a mortgage as debt. Because it is an asset, 
that will go up percentage wise in um, in value percentage wise mm-hmm. exp- right exponentially so uh, many people would ask me that I don't think of mortgages a debt mm-hmm. so I don't believe that you should get, uh, at all so you don't have a so you don't have a credit card I got you. I got you. It is paid off every month. I so got you. I don't incur fees mm-hmm. or anything, but it, it, I do have one, but I've never. Uh, so you've uh, never carried. You've never I've carried never like a balance. No. You've never carried a balance, which is excellent. I only wish I could see that. All right, now um, with 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 debt being the well it holds you from from accomplishing your goals and whatever you but tell me something so how should a young person go about putting their financial future together and how should they go about building their savings okay but for for long time listeners of yourself you would know of as to be yourself first Right. I am a firm believer in that mm. that you pay yourself first. But hey, but let me let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. I have gotten chewed out from a lot of people, especially Christians, when it comes to this um paying yourself first. But you go ahead though. Can, can you can continue? Well, you know, uh, sometimes people are slower to to come to to things as other as others. So I would I would tell people that paying yourself first is important. Um and having a savings. I know you normally say ten percent. Right. I'm a believer that you go further. Fifteen percent. I oh. believe it's fifteen um, um percent. And that's if you for me I believe that's a when debt. If you have debt you, I believe that you should attack all of your funds but paying off debt mm. because your money is the greatest wealth building tool that you have okay. and um, for me in the Bahamas we are lucky to have unions so we have credit unions teachers, teachers credit unions police credit unions mm-hmm. we pay percentage um, I know a lot of people keep their money in banks. I would not do so. I would only have my money in the bank for a holdover right. to get into a credit union. And for, for me, my church uh, offer my savings also. Um, so, so to interrupt you, percentage. Mm, to, to interrupt you, Lee, I think... It was, I don't know if, it, I, I, I think it was me who must have enrolled you all in, in a credit union, I, if I recall, yes. but, but huh. in the public workers. I had to re-enroll. <laughs> oh. But I'm in the public workers. Yes, which is the same one I was, I was in all those years, yes. But finish, say what you were saying. Hopefully I didn't mean to break your trend of thought. But if you get a good uh, 
credit union. I know police is 5%. Wow. If you save your 15%, get compound interest mm-hmm. uh, for 30 years at $500. At the end of um, 30, 35 years, you're looking at uh, $350,000. Wow. That you, could, you can uh, have. All right. And that's, and that's if you just do $500. Uh, uh, a, a month. Uh, so I I tell that's uh, if you just go five hundred dollars a month. So imagine if you do a thousand or fifteen hundred. I tell people all the time, especially young people, start from early. Mm-hmm. See, we as uh, young people, we have this uh, fantasy about having uh, this, that, and the next. Mm-hmm. Right? We 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 want vacations. We want. Uh, a nice car you want all these things and then you all like these bunch of phones right phones and I could spend 10 10, 20 years speaking on these things Mm -hmm. but we have to start from early prioritize certain things Mm -hmm. and save Um, you have to buckle down now Mm -hmm. so later on in life you can unbuckle and be free right ah okay buckle so you can unbuckle right so most people think uh oh i want to live my life and Mm -hmm. and that's a fair that's a fair thing but you can live a good life without being uh, frivolous and just spending all the time you so instead of having a 2020 car mm-hmm. yeah, uh, of a 2010 car mm-hmm. that you pay cash because as soon as you buy a 2020 car mm-hmm. the minute you drive it off the lot it goes down in value $8,000 that much so that's so you're looking so you're looking at a negative uh, percentage uh, value right you're looking at something that that destroys you. Some people say cars is a bad investment. Right. Cars is not an investment at all. An investment goes up. A That's car true. It's just uh, something as a, a liability, mm-hmm. and you just shouldn't. But you should never buy a brand new car unless, of course, you have the funds. Um, you have the funds to do so, and mm-hmm. that that principle is normally. 25% of how much you make a year. If you're able to, help whatever is 25% of you make a year, mm-hmm. um, you can have a car value that much. Ah. So. I see. Yeah, so just principles of saving now. Uh, enjoy, you can enjoy life, but just save. Some I got you. biggest expenses that mm-hmm. pe- people do is now I see young people doing the Starbucks. I'm someone who used to love Starbucks and now how I and I'm just I can't really uh, go to Starbucks, right? Uh-huh. I know this I that's them seeing money I pay in Starbucks, I am saving. One principle that that we young people could use mm-hmm. is think about every dollar you spend. Mm-hmm. If you think about every dollar you spend and able to get Let's say, go to put your money up on a good saving, 
five, six percent mm-hmm. compound interest. Every dollar you spend is about ten is is taking out ten dollars from your retirement. Ah, I never thought of it like that. Every dollar you spend taking ten dollars from your retirement. Mm-hmm. So you stop, think about uh, that think about that coffee that costs five dollars, it's not five dollars, mm-hmm. it's fifty dollars to your retirement. Wow. Let's see if you need it. All right. But you just have to make sure get on it. Saving plan. Okay, so tell me something now. When you're saving as an individual, it's one thing. Another thing is saving as a couple. How should couples go about with their saving? Oh, that's even even better because you save more money, right? Mm-hmm. So, as a couple, um, I believe now I'm not a marriage counselor, but I and I know this is going to be. I hate it by a lot of Bahamians because Bahamians don't view it like this. Mm-hmm. But we, and this is this has to do with just mathematics. Mathematically, this is the best way. Mm-hmm. Like you should uh, join everything. So it's not my finance and her finance. Mm-hmm. It's our finance. Okay. Because you find when you put your finances and economists have, have done numerous studies about this when you put your finances together and you see where every single dollar is going Mm -hmm. you will save more money so when you go on a budget and you go on the budget every month and you whenever uh, funds may change in your life you can reset your budget Mm -hmm. you go on the budget every single month and you will find that mm-hmm. there is probably more money left over for you to use and invest. So let me ask you something, because this is a theory that I've been playing with, but I've never had a chance to put it to work, even though I'm married, right? Um, I'm a believer that, especially young couples, if both are working, whoever has the smallest salary that you save, want say, okay, just take a tithe out of that, Bank 90% of it and just live off the one salary with the other person who pay a tithe on that one too and then you just live on the one salary. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, my thoughts on that would be, uh, yes, I used to think think about that, but um, the mathematically, the best way to go mm-hmm. would just normally be... Uh, Let's see what we can cut out. So we combine our salaries uh, and just see whatever we can cut out. So do you think so, you might be able to save even more using that method than what I was suggesting? Correct. I see. Because if you could see whatever you can cut out mm-hmm. and whatever way that you feel like living comfortably, mm-hmm. then that's great. Because here's the thing, right? Many times the problem with saving is we have a $500 car note, we have right. a mortgage, we have a suit for some people, like different things mm-hmm. that's eating up in different loans, that's eating up in our salary. Right. And when we get our salary, it's almost that we feel like we live in paycheck to paycheck. Mm. Um, 
me know the Guardian article that went out that 97% of payments couldn't deal with a $400 emergency wow. on the cash. Wow. Right? So. It said 97%. 97%, yeah. Wow. If I remember it correctly. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right. I didn't catch the article. But I'm not so, surprised. So because of that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because of that, when we eliminate the debt, so when we attack all the debt and we clear up that, and when we attack and we get rid of the car loan and um, we able to attack everything and get rid of the credit cards and the um, travel loans and all of that stuff, mm -hmm. we can see that we will be able to save more money because you know some of these credit cards are 21 percent yeah interest yeah so so they are just eating up in our wealth building uh, tools right and why for short term uh glory for instagram for facebook uh to stun on your friends uh-huh when you will when you die but well, when you retire you will have nothing nothing mm -hmm. so I, I think it is important and I should I, I let me interject something there I have seen you know I'm 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 gonna be 60 next month and I've seen enough people retire from different jobs and literally with nothing literally with nothing only thing they can look forward to is then um, the job pension and the pension from national insurance so yeah, what you say is very real, and and you find it hard to believe. But I've I've seen it not just once or twice, but numerous times. Persons retire from jobs and have absolutely nothing. So, I'm go. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's not. So tell me something now. After you've cleared out all your debt, and people, a lot of people suggest that you begin investing now. Do you see um, saving as an investment? And then also, what other things that, say, in the Bahamas that the young millennials can actually invest in? Okay, I think in the Bahamas there are two uh, smart investments. There could be the others, but mm -hmm. I see two, right? One, I do see um, in, um, saving as an investment. And I don't mean saving in a bank account. Right getting your fees taken out by the end of the month. I talk about a credit union or a good mutual fund. Mm -hmm. Or um, it could, and there are some things that even I use, uh, S&P 500 stocks uh, mm -hmm. going and going against the stock market, which has been giving 8% return, uh, averaging. So how do you go, how do, how do you go about um, Getting into the S and P five hundred as a Bahamian. Okay, so there are two uh, major companies: mm -hmm. Fidelity. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if the Fidelity Bank in the Bahamas does it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it does. Well, I know the corner bank. Um, the corner bank in the Bahamas an offshore bank. They have it, but but their minimum deposit is like twenty five thousand, and then you can. Double and as much as you want in the S and P and and the New York Stock Exchange and all the other exchanges. Right. Mm -hmm. But well, go ahead. Um, Fidelity 
online fidelity. You can sign up. You do not need an American um, um, you don't need a social security number. You don't need an American uh, permanent residency. Mm -hmm. You can just sign up online. Mm -hmm. There is no minimum. Fidelity is really uh, doing a lot of things now mm -hmm. to uh, to appease the millennials. They want a lot of millennials to come uh -huh. because they feel that once we come in, they can have us for life. For life, yeah. So yeah. Their fees are even uh, cheaper, right? Mm -hmm. Their fees are even cheaper than the competitors. Mm -hmm. Now, that's this is something that we can literally have a separate conversation about for hours. But All right. there are different. Um, there are different. There are different portfolios you can choose from. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the FIX, you have the S and P five hundred. Mm -hmm. You have the different. Um, things that play against different markets right you could put uh, a wide range but you should diversify all right so what we will do so what we will do hopefully we'll have a part two to this and it'll be strictly investing and dealing with the stock market now one of the things that i don't like the idea of so hold much uh-huh hold on but second thing no i mean so much capital leaving the country That's my concern. Um, I think, though, and this is something I'm really interested in down the road, mm -hmm. is I think that uh, Amian need to open not an offshore bank, but a bank for Bahamians. You thinking in terms of a brokerage? You thinking in terms of a brokerage house, just to deal with with the stock market? Not a not a brokerage house, mm. and not so much a a not a brokerage house because a brokerage wants well that's to true so much money. yeah and a broker and a broker he watches the stock market right so you got to pay him you just putting your money right mm -hmm. so you putting your money against this against a bunch of when we say S and P five hundred mm -hmm. you put X amount of stocks you put X amount of money against the top 500 companies, companies in America and you get it and you forget it companies in America the top 500 companies in America you said it and you forget it and this right. isn't something that you're going to to grab to grab later like in a year or so right or buy and sell every month or so. <laughs> and you got people who do do that right right you, it's something that you said and when you retire, you mm -hmm. grab it. You grab and it. It shows that over 30 years, it has performed 8% mm -hmm. or better. It has beat the stock market. Okay. So I think a, a Bahamian uh, should open that, just be able to give it. But that's something you have. I will have to really look into deeper. I don't understand why that isn't readily available. Well, you have to remember. Yeah, you have to remember due to the foreign exchanges and all of that sort of thing only recently like i said when they opened up and allowed one or two, a couple of the offshore people and one or two other entities here because a lot of persons actually have monies invested a lot of BIMs have money invested in the various um stock markets not just in the united states but some of the emerging markets also around the world but it's a right. lot of capital right. leaving our nation so it, it causes 
and reduces um, productivity and, and there's less money available, say, for business loans and things like that. But let me ask you something else now. When you're looking at millennials... Pardon? Sorry, just to say the second one, because I said two. Mm -hmm. First is investment. And oh, the okay. And then the second is property. Ah, yes, I agree with that. Rental so that, property, that's yeah. The one. Basically, commercial property, you're saying? Um, right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Correct. So, what I meant to ask you now, considering millennials, what are some of the financial milestones they should experience along the way? That's a good question. I never thought about that. Um, I don't. I don't think like we should try measure ourselves as in milestones because some people become financially literate in different times. That's lives. true. Mm -hmm. So, like, for instance, so for instance, you, uh, you, uh, had a home and kids. Before, uh, you had all of us. What by the time you were what twenty nine or so? I, actually, I think I had all y'all by the time I was probably twenty seven. By definitely by the time I was twenty seven, because that's when that's when we moved. That's when we moved in my first house with all of y'all. So definitely by 27, I already had your Right. And you had a nice, and you had a nice home building out, out east, right? Right. So you, so, and obviously that's uh, because of the opportunities during the baby boomers time, right? Oh, that's the best, true. You had the best economy the world has ever seen, right? Right, right. So, but, but, but to say, so I can't compare myself with you who's 31 and I don't have a home, right? I right. don't have a home. I have properties in a couple places, mm -hmm. but I don't have a home. Mm -hmm. So, but I think, so, so I don't think we should try to look, to try to look at each other, but I think if we follow those four steps mm -hmm. and you um, invest and you save your money and even if you don't, even if you don't, let's say, buy properly um, right away, mm -hmm. um, just save up as much as you can. Mm -hmm. and, and when you're able to, to buy a home, maybe look at a, a, a you can look at many different things, buy a home when you're able to. Mm -hmm. But if you're able to make sure, and these are a couple steps, if you're able to, first save a thousand dollars for your emergency fund mm -hmm. so if any emergency come up you have a thousand dollars that's the first month and and in reality a thousand dollars can take care of most emergencies you know when in reality because usually it'd be like a dead battery correct. a flat tire or something correct mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and you and, and anytime you use it that's the first thing you do to try to build it back your emergency fund oh, okay. that's the first milestone second milestone is make sure you pay off every single debt mm. every single debt that you have mm -hmm. third milestone is save after you do all that save and this these are some principles I found um, from Dave Ramsey but mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey's systems don't really maneuver well I feel in the Bahamas okay some of it do I don't so the third milestone you save 
three to six months. Well, I like to say six months. Six months. Um, you save six months. What expenses? Yes. Mm -hmm. Save six months expenses, mm -hmm. and then um, from there, uh, after you save six months expensive, you continue to save the fifteen percent. Try to um, work, get uh, that second and third income coming in, the passive income coming in, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be tutoring, um, even uh, doing some plumbing things from the side, mm -hmm. doing some work on the side. In the Bahamas, we have uh, good, good opportunities because we know BTVI is free, right? Right. You can get a trade, you can get a trade, and you can work do that on the side. Um, so... Uh, have passive income, you know, coming on on the side. That's that's a good next milestone to have. Mm -hmm. uh, buy your home um, if you could buy your home cash. That is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Hey, many people can do that. No, if not, uh, if not buying your home cash, save twenty percent down payment mm -hmm. and do a fifteen-year fixed mortgage, mm -hmm. and you do that. All right. And that's another milestone. All right. Yeah, so those are some milestones. All right. So um, I think those are basically most of the things that I wanted to talk to you about and ask you about. What final words would you say to the to your fellow millennials out there in the Bahamas who may, you know, be a little um, off kelter, then some might be on target, but what, what final words would you say to them? My main thing I would say is um, two things. One, you are not a victim. Mm. You're not a victim of circumstances. You're not a victim of your act. You're not a victim of the times. Whatever situation you are placed in, if you, one, trust in God, two, buckle down, three, work hard, and four, don't look at anyone else situation mm. whatever um, whatever wherever place you're in mm -hmm. you can overcome so if you're if you're 18 and you're listening to well 18 and the millennium so 96 how old someone is 96 um well 24 to 39. It's 24 to 39 is millennial. Mm -hmm. If you're 24 and you're hearing this, great, and you're doing it, great. You start early. And then if you're 39 and you're just hearing that and they ain't too late, you could save that $1,000 emergency yeah. fund and get going with your debt. I got you. And you could open and you could and then when you're 60, if you follow these principles, you can at least have two, $300,000 in your bank account. Mm -hmm. And you can have your pension and you can have a paid off home and mm -hmm. you can enjoy your retirement and give to your family. I like to leave you with uh, a text that I love. Um, it's found in um, Proverbs that says, a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children, for his, children. his family and a foolish man 
Squander it, yeah. All right, all right, Lee. So, um, I was I was tremendously blessed, and hopefully the podcast listeners will be blessed also, man. So, thanks a million, and um, definitely we're gonna have to do a part two where we're gonna look at stocks and bonds and how you could go about all of that sort of thing. So, thanks again, and I'll see you for part two at another time. Okay. Thank you for having me. Okay.